You're listening to The Lightwalker's Path with Serena Myers, the podcast that sparks real, raw, honest conversations about what it actually means to live a spiritual life. Serena is a sacred soul mentor who guides people to tap into their heart's truth so they can live their lives with purpose on purpose. Hello and welcome to The Lightwalker's Path. This is episode eight. And today we're gonna be talking about the impact that food has on spiritual and energetic work. Now, before you think I have some kind of crazy agenda, I wanna make sure that I'm not saying that there's any right or wrong way to do any of this. I'm certainly not trying to push any kind of food agenda because I do know people who would accuse me of such craziness. I will say that this has been just kind of my experience and of what I've experienced in the last, you know, 10-ish years of doing different types of energetic work and certainly different things need different things. And um, the opinions expressed are entirely my own and you are absolutely welcome to disagree, but this is what I know to be true at this time. So with that in mind, I'll start off by just letting you know a little bit about what my dietary needs are and what I do for food and why I do it, because um, believe it or not, it's not entirely tied to my spiritual path. So I am a mostly plant-based individual. I don't have eggs or dairy, not for any moral reasons, but because they're part of my food sensitivities and they just aggravate me. And um, I eat limited amounts of fish, and I'll get into why in just a moment, aside from, you know, protein and iron and all that kind of thing, but I don't personally eat meat. Now, that being said, this is actually not the only way to do things, of course, and I do know that there are some people who really believe that being entirely vegan or entirely sugar-free is the only way to be able to have a spiritual experience, and I can tell you with certainty that that is not the case. I do believe, um, in my experience anyway, that the cleaner that we eat, and so when I say clean, I don't necessarily mean no animal products, but I am talking about processed foods, I'm talking about uh, deeply fried foods, I'm talking about uh, lots of high sugar foods. So the cleaner that we're eating when we're not having all of these sort of indulgences, and particularly often with alcohol as well, um, the easier it is for the message to go through. Now, I can't tell you the exact reason why. I do believe there's probably a correlation between vibrational frequencies and how high we're able to get ourselves um, to be able to talk to anyone either on the spirit realm, whether it's someone who's on the other side or someone who's an, uh, an angel or a guide or an ascended master. But my reason for believing this is because I've had the experience of working with animal products and bready type products that will help to bring my energy back down and they help me to ground back into my body. Now, once again, this is not to say that the only way to have some kind of a spiritual path is to eat um, a diet that has no animal products in it. I'm just saying this is one way to make it easier. But you're also gonna find within your own body chemistry and in how you carry yourself in the world that there are different things that are just able to help you get there. And what works for one person might not work for someone else. So when I talk about, you know, bread products and meat and actually also bananas being able to ground us and pull us back into our bodies, that's just something that I've witnessed to be true, not just for myself, but across, you know, many different populations of people. 
However, again, there's not just one way to do it. I know some people who need to be entirely sugar-free to be able to reach certain levels, but I also know people who are amazing and very, very clear guides and teachers who go to the pub on Friday nights and get a little shittered. So there isn't just one way. I do think that if you are taking in different things that have different vibrational frequencies that are maybe in a lower realm, and I don't mean lower as in low vibe, but as in more grounding and more... Um, in this realm as opposed to higher realms. I do think we need to do other things that are going to help us to be able to raise our frequency if we do want to be able to both have those foods that keep us here, but still access these higher levels. And we're going to see that in things like um, daily meditation rituals. We'll do see that in a lot of physical exercise. We'll see that in kundalini, uh, particularly kundalini yoga, different ways of being able to just raise our vibration and our frequency and really get ourselves up there. People who have regular gratitude practices, regardless of what they're eating, are going to be able to have access to higher states of consciousness just because they're already stating and existing in a higher um, frequency of being. So they are both here and up there at the same time. It isn't just with food. It's just kind of the easy scapegoat because we do eat, you know, multiple times a day. Whatever you're putting into your body can actually have an impact in terms of where you're vibrating and what your what frequency you're at. So as a really sort of strange anecdote, I thought I'd share this with you. I have... Um, if I'm going to sit down to do a reading or if I'm going to be channeling any information, the first thing that I have to do is brush my teeth. It doesn't matter if I've already brushed my teeth that day. There is something in terms of my ability to be able to communicate really clearly seems to be tied with sort of like this idea of a clean mouth <laughs> so that I'm saying things sweetly, so that I'm saying them clearly, and so that I'm able to um, bring things forward in the way that they're intended. And again, that's not for everybody. And this is obviously not to say that I don't brush my teeth. Come on now. But there always seems to be like sometimes like a third or fourth brushing in a day, depending on what type of messages that need to come through or what types of sessions that I have booked with clients. It's sort of a weird, quirky little thing. I know different people are very sensitive to the scents in their products, to um, different additives and preservatives and you know, the, the more highly sensitive you are, the more likely you are to be affected by the things that you're putting in and on your body. So it is really good to be ultra aware. A quick note about alcohol, and this is not from a place of judgment or condemnation, because like I've said, there is no one way to do any of this. However, if we are talking about being in the most receptive state, it also means we need to be our most conscious and our most present. And alcohol is not the best way to get there. This, of course, does not mean that you can't live a spiritual life and drink. That would be an absolute ridiculous thing to say. However, if you know that you are going to be going on a spiritual retreat, or if you're going to be doing different rituals and ceremonies, whether for yourself or as part of a collective, if you're looking for deeper guidance and you're pulling out oracle cards or deeper tools, or you're having a session with someone who's going to actually pull um, cards for you or use psychic gifts for you, I do highly recommend that for the period before and maybe even a little bit after as you're integrating the wisdom and the knowledge that you do decide to, you know, 
abstain just a little smidge so that you're able to be the most receptive you can be and so that it's clearer to get information for you if it's coming from someone on the outside. When I host retreats and events, I actually highly encourage people not to drink during the retreat or before it. I don't uh, host retreats where alcohol is served specifically so that people are able to be in their most present state of mind. And the same thing goes with recreational drugs, of course. However, um, I know that different ones, particularly in any of the more psychedelic variety, you can access different states of consciousness. But again, you want to be using those as the journey itself, as the tool itself, where you're, you know, consciously, intentionally choosing to use it in that way, not, you know, engage in that and then try to do other inner work. You really want them to be their own independent experiences. And again, like the cleaner you're able to be in your diet leading up to that, particularly if you're working with psychedelics, the um, easier it will be for you to have a really good and really nourishing experience. The thing with psychedelics is that the experience is really unpredictable, let's be honest. And so the better way that you can approach it, so when you're being really intentional, when you're being really conscious and deliberate, and when you're approaching it with a really clean vessel, the more likely you are to have a really good experience. So with all of that said, we've looked at you know, different foods that kind of bring you back into the body and certainly about the impact that eating cleanly will have on you being able to access higher states of consciousness. So if you're not in a place where you're willing to make big dietary changes in order to support a spiritual path, then what are the ways that you can use that you can continue doing what you're doing and still be high vibe so that you can access those states of consciousness? So I've given you some ideas, and particularly I found that kundalini yoga is one of the biggest ones that you can do. However, it's going to be an entirely personal experience for you. So I'd like you to take a moment now and just reflect on the things that help you feel really good, that help you um, have high states of energy and elation, and different ways that you feel really open and receptive and supported. So it could be something like having a nightly gratitude practice where you end your evening on that note. It could be something physical. It could be just juicing every morning and that you're starting your day off just glowing from the inside out. These are things that I can't actually just tell you to do because they are so personal, but they're definitely things that you can try and explore and really see what feels really good, feel into what resonates for you? Make it as personal as you can. And those are my thoughts on this, my lovelies. So that is the end of today's episode. We will see you again next week. And if you are curious about what an immersive experience would be like, where you are physically very nourished, where you are engaging in beautiful high vibe uh, activities like beautiful food like ceremony and gratitude every night, then you'll want to make sure that you put aside the weekend of September 27th to come and join me at the By Divine Love Retreat. All of the details are on the website at bydivinelove.com. It is happening in White Rock, BC, and you are invited. We'll see you next week. 